No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free. Hello, Faith Family, and welcome to another edition of Totally Free. It's the radio broadcast ministry of Free to Worship Ministries, now in Midway, Florida, where Pastor Ken Colvin is our senior pastor. Leadership, leadership. Such an important aspect of, of everything that we do as people. There's always somebody in charge. There's always somebody that that's putting all the pieces together. I was talking to a young man at my job the other day and and we was talking about some of the things in politics and he was just upset about some stuff and he told me, he said, um, you know, we just need to get rid of, you know, the leaders and everything will be good. And I was like, sir, as soon as you get rid of these leaders, there's going to be somebody else to take their place. You don't get rid of leadership, you just replace them with other leaders. There's always going to be a leader. Amen? Now, leadership takes place on many different levels of society. You have the leaders of the nations. You have the leaders of the, of the different states. You have the different leaders of the cities. We have the, the leaders of the communities, and we have the leaders of the houses. The mother and the father. And one thing that I have noticed a lot here lately is that leadership has been under attack. Leadership is under attack. It always has been under attack. Why? The Bible says what? Smite the shepherd and the sheep are scattered. You see, if I can move the leader out of the way, I can come in and I can do whatever I want to do. I mean, Jesus Christ said it this way. He said, you can't go in and spoil a man's house unless you first bind the sport the strong man. Now, when he said it, he was talking about, you know, obviously demonic possession. But it works on all levels of society. If I can take the strong ones out of the house, I can come in and I can put a different influence in your house. Mm -hmm. I was talking to one of my buddies uh, the other day, and you guys hear me say this all the time, the family unit. It's the strongest thing that this world has. The family unit is the strongest thing that this world has. I come into the world not having anything but a family. But the way that things are going right now, many people are born not even having that. And when people don't have families, what ends up happening is people end up left to operate on their own resources and life happens to all of us. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now without my family. There were times when life didn't look the way it looks right now. And there was time when I didn't have a, a, a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out of. There was times when I slept on people's couches. I thank God for family. If we're people that are fortunate enough to have a mother, a father, anybody that has taken care of you, do not take that for granted. Amen. Even if it's only one of them. Yes, it would have been better if it was two. But some people didn't even have the one. 
And they brought us to where we are. Amen. Amen. But today we're just going to be talking about leadership. Leadership. What do I need if I'm going to lead? What do I need if I'm going to lead? Turn with me to Matthew, the 16th chapter, the first through the 12th verse. Matthew, the 16th chapter, the first through the 12th verse. Now, this is Jesus Christ talking. I'm not sure if I've ever seen another, a better leader. If you know one, let me know after service. <laughs> this is the model leader. Nobody has ever seen a leader like this. Amen. So if we're going to model our lives, we're going to model it after the Messiah. Glory. So we're going to start at the first verse. And it reads, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting him desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and he said unto them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? Now, the last time that I ministered, my message was, do you know what time it is? Now, this is important because one of the jobs of the leader is to influence people. Amen. I have to be able to influence people if I'm going to lead. But how can I lead people effectively if I don't know what time it is? Now, this is a conversation, and you know, Jesus is having this conversation with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, these people were the leaders of Israel. And he's coming to them and he's saying, listen, you guys are outside and you're looking at the sun in the sky. And you're using that sun to determine what the weather is going to be tomorrow. But you shouldn't be taking that sun and you shouldn't be using it. To find out what time it is. You see, we didn't always have watches. We didn't always have clocks. What they used to have was a was a sundial. You see, that's a little bit before our time. And he said, you guys are using the sun to determine the weather, but you guys are here and you're supposed to be leading these people. Y'all don't know what time it is? If I'm going to lead, I have to understand the time that I am living in. So then what time is it? Look at your neighbor and say, what time is it? You see, and I'm not telling you to look down at your, at your wristwatch. I ain't telling you to look down at your Invictus. I'm not telling you to look at your swatch. I'm not telling you to look down at your Timex. I don't want you to look down at your Mavado. If I want to know what time it is, how do I find out what time it is? You see, if I really want to know what time it is, what I need to be looking at is the Word of God. Why? Because he says in his Bible, he says that he's the one who determines the times and the seasons. Mm 
He's the one that takes a king and he sets one up and he puts another one down. He's the one he gives wisdom to the wise and understanding to them that have knowledge. It is the word of God that lets us know what time it is. Can I get an amen? amen. So then you say, well, why do I have to know what time it is if I'm going to be a good leader? Why do I need to know what time it is? What does that have to do with leadership? How many sports fans we got in the house today? Amen. You see, for everybody that likes sports, there's this thing in sports that's called um, clock management. It's called clock management. And one of the most important factors in a game is how much time is left on the clock. And whenever you come to the crunch time of the game, you always want to have your best players in the game. You want to have your leaders in the game. You want to have people that can think on their toes. Why? Because I can play a perfect game and give the whole thing away in the last couple of seconds if the clock is not managed properly. Don't believe me? How many LeBron James fans we have in the house? Ask LeBron. He'll tell you. 2018, the Cleveland Cavaliers are playing against the Golden State Warriors. And the Bible says that the game was tied up 107 to 107. George Hill standing at the free throw line. Three seconds left in the game. He shoots the ball. All he has to do is make it. Yeah. And there's a great possibility that they're going to win the game. Yeah. Well, he misses it. Yeah. But there was some saving grace because he had a friend, a brother, a teammate that had his back. Yeah. He flew through the lane, grabbed the rebound, uh -huh. and took it and ran to the other side of the court. Yeah. All he had to do was take the ball, put it back in, and the Cleveland Cavaliers would have won that game, but instead, he took it to the other side of the court. Now, to his credit, because the reason why he did it is he was trying to run the time off the clock. So, to his credit, J.R. Smith knew what time it was. problem was he didn't know what the score was. <laughs> Which is just as bad, amen? Y'all give it up for J.R. Smith. So I'm not it's okay, don't get mad. Don't get mad. So then it's not just about time management, but you also have to know what the situation is. Why do I need to know what time it is? Because as time goes down, in the midst of everything that's taking place around us, 
Each second gets a little bit more precious than the one before it. I have to know. You see, when there's 12 minutes on the clock, nobody really cares. We all stand out, you know, they go out and they're dribbling and they're just standing at the top of the key. But when crunch time comes, we need to be moving. We don't have time to waste. We don't have time to waste. So then we have to ask, as leaders, do we know what time we're living in? Are we able to discern the times? Can we see it? What time are we living in? Turn with me to John, the fourth chapter, the, the 23rd to the 24th verse. Do we know what time we're living in? Can we discern the time? And I'm reading from the King James Version, and it reads, But the hour comes, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The hour is come and now is when they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. As a leader, do I know what time it is? Now Jesus is a leader and he knew what time it was. And he's alluding to time. He says, listen, the hour is come and now is. And he's having this conversation. There's a dialogue that's taking place between him and this lady at the well. And the lady at the well comes to Jesus. And they're talking back and forth. And Jesus starts to tell her a little bit about herself. So she says, okay, well, wait a minute. I think that this is a prophet that I'm talking to. So let me go ahead on and let you know what it is that I know about religion. You're over here talking to me. I'm a Samaritan and you're a Jew. Okay, I worship in that mountain. And you guys, y'all worship in that mountain. She's giving them the revelation. And Jesus stops for a second and he says, well, wait a minute. I get that part. I know that you guys were worshiping in that mountain and we're worshiping in that mountain. But the time has come and now is when everybody is going to worship God in spirit and in truth. So then it doesn't matter if you guys were worshiping, the Samaritans worshiping in that mountain, the Jews worshiping in that mountain, tell them to come out of that mountain, tell the Jews to come out of that mountain, tell the Chinese people to come out of their mountain, tell the Koreans to come out of their mountain, tell the Saudi Arabians to come out of their mountain, because the time is now that everybody that worships God is going to worship him in spirit and in truth. Yes, there was a time when these things took place. Yes, there was a time when you had your own religion. There was a time when you worshipped your other gods. There was a time when God allowed you to walk in darkness. But the hour is coming now is that everybody is going to worship him in spirit and in truth. Because the Father seeketh such to worship him. 
Yeah, there was a time when all of those things took place. The whole world walked in darkness, and the Bible says that God winked at those times. Yes, everybody deserved the wrath of God, but he was just waiting for his son to come so that everybody could have access to this spirit. The hour has come, and now is, when those that worship God or worship him in spirit and truth. As a leader, I have to know that these are the times and the seasons that I'm living in. Why? Because the next thing that's on deck is King Jesus. Not the Lamb Jesus. The Lion of Judah Jesus. You see, they, they see the world, they try to act like they're done with Jesus Christ and they don't even realize you haven't even got started with them yet. Amen. You haven't seen anything yet. Amen. You see, they're doing the same thing that J.R. Smith is doing. They're out here and they're trying to run the time off the clock because they think that the game is tied, but they don't realize that God is a thousand points ahead and there's only two seconds left on the clock. Jesus is on deck. As leaders, we need to know what time it is. Turn with me to Romans, the 13th chapter. Romans 13, 11 through 12. And this is Paul talking. And he's doing the same thing. He's alluding to this, this, this time thing. He says, what? He says, what? And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Amen. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. As leaders, we have to know what time it is. Because as the time runs out, it gets just a little bit, every second is just a little bit more precious. You see, the parable of the ten virgins, there, there were people, and what they were missing was a leader that knew what time it was to guide them. Half of them had oil, half of them didn't. They didn't realize that they were running out of time. There should have been somebody there to urge them, to press them. Why? Because we only get one shot at this. And when the time is done, it's done. Don't become complacent. I was going to go through two more, but I just got to stop just right for a minute. Just because complacency is where the enemy really gets us. Mm -hmm. Comfort. Everything feels good. We're all right. I can sit on the couch for the rest of my life and watch movies, Mike. And then one day I'll die and just get up and go to heaven. What am I doing with my time? We've talked about this before. You see, a lot of times people think that money is our most precious commodity, and it's not. 
your time is your most precious commodity. I mean, you get money, I mean, yeah, we all want money, but I mean, you get money, you spend it, you get some more back later on. But David said what? He said, Lord, teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days. Because whatever hour I spend doing, whatever it is, that I, I never get it back. I'll never get it back. So as leaders, we have to know the time that we are in the midst of. Somebody said we have to understand the times that we're living in. Turn with me to um, the fifth verse of the 16th chapter of Matthew. Now, this is a continuation of the same thing that he was talking about earlier, okay? This is our leader and our Lord, our Savior. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to, to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, Is it because we have taken no bread, which Jesus perceived? And he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because you have no bread? Do you not understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets you took up? How is it that you don't understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, but that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then understand they, how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. You see, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to lead effectively, I have to understand the leaders of this world. I have to understand the leaders of this world and my obligations with respect to them and the will of God. I have to be able to look at things, leaders. And the reason I, I, I had to make sure I had talked about this because there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the world and there's a lot of people that want your attention. Mm -hmm. Not only do they want your attention, but they want your support. Yeah. These people aren't stupid. Every last one of them, they want your support. The Pharisees wanted people's support. The Sadducees did. They wanted the people to look at Jesus and say, man, this guy is crazy. This man is not the person who he says that he is. But I'm not just talking about just religious leaders, okay? They're talking about the religious leaders, okay? We're talking about religious leaders, yes. There's some doctrines out there that are crazy. And if I'm going to lead effectively, I have to be able to identify those doctrines and lead people away from them. Why? Because that's the job of the shepherd. One of the jobs of a shepherd is to take the sheep and lead them to good pastures. He has to look around and he has to see what's going on on the ground and make sure that there's no poison plants that the sheep can eat because if they eat it, they'll die. That's a part of the leader's job. I have to make sure that you can see those things and understand them. Beware of that doctrine. Don't eat that. 
That goes with religious leaders. That goes with people that are on that are on stage, our our entertainers, our celebrities. That goes for our politicians. That goes for our friends. And in some cases, even our mothers and fathers. We have to beware of what it is that we're eating. Because everybody wants somebody, these leaders that, that, step, that step in these places, they're trying to sway people. That's their job to influence people to do things. So then we have to know, we have to beware of what it is that these people are saying. I have to beware of what my relationship should be to these people that are leaders around me. What is he saying? That I should rebel against them? No. No, I don't rebel against any leader. Turn with me really quickly to uh, Romans, the 13th chapter, the first of the fourth verse. And he says, let every soul be subject to the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. Mm. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. So then the higher powers are ordained of God. Even if I don't like them. He doesn't give me leeway to speak on things that people do. I probably disagree with 90% of everything that Joe Biden says, I don't trust him. But guess what? Still my president. And if I was to ever see him, I would never disrespect him. Great to see you, Mr. President, sir. It is an honor. That's my role as a Christian and as a follower of Christ. Even if I disagree. Yeah, I see the other people disrespecting and saying all this little stuff on TV. Never. As a follower of Christ. Do I have leave to do that? No matter how much I disagree. There you go. When he said, he said what? He said, give place to wrath. I don't have to judge him. He has a judge. What did he say? He said that he's ordained by God. God put him there. Whosoever therefore resisted the, the ordinance, resisted the ordinance of God. And then that resist shall receive what? Damnation. What? It doesn't get any clearer than that. You see, it's not my job to change the world. Not like that. Peter tried it with a sword. And Jesus told him, put your sword away. That's not what you're here for. I don't have to do anything in the flesh. Everything that I'm sitting here to do is in the spirit. Look now, he said what? Let's go to the next verse, really quickly. He said, for the rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. 
For he is the minister of who? That's the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger, to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. This is the relationship that I have with the leaders. Those people are appointed by God. And they are the ministers of God. I had this conversation with my friend and he's all, oh, well, you know, just because he ran away from the police don't mean that he should have been shot. I'm not saying that he should have been shot. I'm not saying that. But he said, if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. Why are you running from the police? That's their job. That's their job. Their job is to uphold the law that the man that was put in place by God put in place. And it's not always going to be a fair law. But every person will stand before God and give an account of the things that they have done in this body. That I am 100% sure of. Which means that I don't have to punish you. There you go. I don't have to punish you. I don't have to lift one finger to do anything to anybody that has done wrong. Think about those people. You had Paul standing before Herod Agrippa. And they were getting ready to take him and try to execute him. How did he talk to those people? Oh, most noble Festus. He rendered to everybody their dues. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Our relationships with leadership should always be in order. Even if we disagree. No more chains are binding me and totally free. We hope you enjoyed today's message and invite you to fellowship with us at our new location. That's 32319 Blue Star Memorial Highway in Midway, Florida, 32343, where God wants to meet you midway. Until next time, Faith Family, be blessed and remember, in Christ you are totally free. No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free.